0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us again today. And I want to talk to you about three ways to build your confidence with God. Three ways to build your confidence with God. And uh, I believe this is going to help you. We started a while back on the subject of condemnation, or really the subject of conscience. And they're very closely related, but the subject of conscience, and I promised you a couple more, at least another episode um, in that series. And I guess this will fill us that uh part 2 of that is uh dealing with your um what the conscience does dealing with your conscience but I'm going to read from Romans chapter 8 and starting in verse 1 and it says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded, Is life and peace. And then it says here, verse 8, then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Verse 9, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Uh, We see here from verse 9 that when you get born again, the Bible says you're in the spirit that you're born again. You're not walking according to the flesh. Now, obviously, we have a decision on a daily basis to direct our life and and course of our life to stay in the spirit, to walk in line with the the commands of God. You can't just say, oh, God's grace will cover me and I can do whatever I want. I can sin as much as I want. That's not walking in line with the dictates and the requirements of the word of God and of the spirit. So you stay in the spirit. But it says that if we're in this, it says you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if the spirit of God dwells in you. So it's by the new birth that God looks and says, they're in the spirit. That, that, that's the, that we're walking according to the word of God. And then verse one says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So it's making the, it's making the, uh, the, it's drawing the line between who is the, of the flesh and who's of the spirit. We are born of the spirit. We walk in the spirit. We, we are born of God. And so that means that for us, there is therefore now no condemnation. The word condemnation uh, comes from the word mean, meaning judgment. Really, Jesus said, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world. The, the alternative word you'd use is to judge the world. He said, but that the world through me might be saved. Condemnation comes when the enemy, when there's sin or there's something in your life or for some people it's not even sin it's just things that the enemy will come and condemn you for. Oh you you know someone else is reading their bible for 2 hours today and you only spent 20 minutes you should feel bad you're ne- you're never going to grow you don't read your bible like they read their bible. Hey some people have more free time than other people. So oh I was worshiping the Lord I was in my the secret place for 4 hours today. Well great I'm glad you have 4 hours. I don't have 4 hours so good for you but there's people who experience condemnation because of comparison with other people it's a judgment it's really when the enemy's coming to take away this is the this is the purpose of condemnation the enemy's trying to take away your confidence before god Confidence is huge when it comes to faith. Faith really is confidence before God. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, In whom, it's talking about Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. Our approach to God, when we ask Him for things the way we live before Him, needs to be a life of confidence. God doesn't want us living wondering if we're right with Him. He wants us to know that we're right with Him. And the Bible says you can know that you're right with God. The Bible says you can know that you have eternal life. The, the 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 walk of faith is the walk of confidence. The walk that God has called us to as believers is not a walk of God. Am I doing okay? Am I doing okay? Am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? It's a walk of confidence. Faith is your confidence before God. I read a scripture the other day. I don't remember where it is. I was reading this morning on the subject of faith. And Jesus said, he said, oh, woman, great is your faith. Be it done unto you according as you will. Faith is a confidence that you get to have it your way because you know you're asking and you're walking in line with God's will. John fifteen seven says, "If you abide in me, and my words abide in me, you'll ask, and you, my words abide in you. You'll ask what you will, and it'll be done for you." So there's a confidence that comes. Then when we stand before God, that we're not standing. You know, I've heard people pray. Well, God, I'm just a worm. I'm nothing. I'm just a worm. And uh, the fact that you even hear me—that's not how. That's not what God responds to. Our approach to God is an approach of confidence. That we know that God hears us. We know that God answers our prayers. We know that God, God is able to come. The Bible says able to receive us. The Bible says, uh, "Let us come boldly to the throne of grace." So our approach to God should be bold. 1 John 5, 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You know, that's the, that's the confidence. So if you say, well, I'm not confident in my prayers. Well, that's what this, this podcast is for. I'm going to give you three ways to, assure, to, to, to build your confidence in God. Um, three ways that you build your confidence before God. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. Now, obviously, uh, we would have to start off. These are not the three that I'm going to cover today. I'm going to cover some diff- a different three, but we would have to know that we're asking according to his will. That's what it says. We have to ask according to his will. I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to give you three ways that you can then say, these are my check marks. Am I doing these things? So if you're ready, number one is... Am I walking in love towards other people? Am I walking in love towards other people? First Peter chapter four, <clears throat> First Peter chapter four, verse eight. The Bible says, "Let me find it here for you." The Bible says in First Peter four eight. There it is. Above all things, have intense and unfailing love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sins. Love forgives and disregards the offenses of others. One of the ways that we assure our hearts before him is that we can, is that we can come to him and that we are able to say, I'm walking in love towards other people. That's a confidence that we have towards God. We assure our hearts before him. We assure our hearts before him. If you read in Second Corinthians chapter 12, Second Corinthians, excuse me, Second Corinthians chapter one, verse twelve, the Bible says, For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God and more abundantly towards you. There's a boasting and and a testimony that our confidence has come through our conscience. You know it's interesting when you read Paul's writing, even in the book of Acts, where he like was up when he went to, to trial. His num- you know what his number one defense was? He, he says this. He would say this to the, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. He would say, my testimony is this, that I've lived with a clean conscience before God up until this day. That was his number one testimony. And so that's the testimony that we need to be able to have before God, that we say, God, as much as I know my life is right with you, I'm walking in love towards other people. When it comes towards other people, love fulfills the law. Number two is keep your love towards God. The Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. That's Luke chapter 10. That when we give God our love fully, Lord, my life is sold out to you. You come first. You are my God. You are my father. My life is consecrated to you. So number one is keep your love. Keep your love. Number two is lay aside the weights, lay aside sin and lay aside weights, uh, In um, the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. And then verse 2, Looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, it says uh, looking on, and then it says uh, in in um, the uh, King James version, it says, "Let us lay aside the sin and the weight that does so easily beset us." There's people who, because of sin that they've given access to, they have no confidence before God. Sin ruins your confidence before God. You 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 sin, and then you repent, and you say, "God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me." But then the devil can just come and have access to you. I want to tell you at the close to this year, do whatever it takes to chop the head off the dragon and get rid of repetitive sin in your life. It ruins your strength of faith. It ruins your confidence before God. So thank him that there's no condemnation for you now that you're forgiven, but do whatever it takes to get victory over it. Lay aside the sin and then lay aside the weights. There's distractions that come. There's things that cause us to look away. We have to be careful, even with our pastime, the things that we do. Be careful that we don't get so wrapped up in something that it pulls our focus away. And then finally, the third thing. So you, number one, is keep fervent love. Number two, lay aside those sin and the weights. And then number three is keep your zeal. The The Bible says in Zechariah 4, verse 10, it says, the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. There's something about giving what God has put in front of you, everything you've got. That's why we're doing these podcasts today. This is part of giving God everything I've everything I've got. That there's there's time I have time for That I take time and we we put this word in so people can be fed the word of God. Romans chapter twelve verse eleven this has become one of my favorite scriptures. It says in Romans chapter twelve verse eleven, let me find the version that I want here. It says. Never lag in zeal and earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit serving the Lord. Never lag in zeal and earnest endeavor. If you'll let the Holy Ghost, you know, one translation, actually, the footnote says, ne, let it says, let the Holy Spirit excite you in your service for God. You know, if zeal and passion for the things of God go a long way. You know, you can be doing things that God's told you to do, but if you do it with no heart, with no, with no passion, with no zeal, then it's like your heart's not in it. God wants to see your heart in it. If you if well, yeah, I'm doing these dishes, but I just hate to do it, but I'm doing it cuz I love you. There's that's that's no fun for the person receiving that that service. So so God's looking. So if you'll allow the Holy Spirit to excite you in your service for God. If you're in Bible school, Lord, I'm doing this with all my heart. I know it's stretching me. I know there's sometimes things that we're required to do, which I don't love, but Lord, I thank you. I'm going to do it with everything I've got. I'm, I'm going to choose to never lag in zeal. I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to be fervent. The, the translation, the, the amplified says, be always aglow with the spirit of the Lord. When you do everything wholeheartedly, whatever you do, do with might as to the Lord, you give it your heart and soul. That's where the reward comes. You give it everything. You give it your strength. That's where the reward comes. So those are three ways today that you can assure your heart before God, build your confidence, is have fervent love towards others, towards God. Number two is lay aside sin, lay aside weight. And then number three is do everything wholeheartedly. Never la- Keep your passion, never lag in zeal. We love you. God bless you. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time.